about me at all. I did. All the time, but one phone call. Just to know that you were alive. I'm sorry. I really am. Do you know what terrifies me is that you still can't say? What happened to you, Rose? What can be so bad that you can't tell me, sweetheart? Where were you? Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who, and this time we're going to the newer show. I don't know what to call it anymore. It's not the new show anymore. It's sort of the newer, old show. But anyways, uh, this is from the the uh, first season yep. of the new show. Uh, it's a two-parter. Aliens of London and World War Three. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. This is a Christopher Eccleston two-parter. Yep. Um, that deals with pigs coming down to Earth and invading? <laughs> no, not quite. Um. Yeah, the doctor uh, returns Rose to her own time from the previous episode. And he tells her it's only been 12 hours, but it's really been 12 months, and there are missing posters all over the place. Rose's mother looking for her. And Rose won't tell her mother where she's been because her mother doesn't know about the doctor. And while they are up on the roof of her building, a spaceship crashes into the Thames with an alien in it. Yes. I'm going to say right out of the gate that I really liked the consequences of time travel and the mistake. That whole, this whole story, especially the first episode, is the backbone of it is Rose not being there. And there's realism to it. There's mm. the flyers. She's, you know, and, and she, you know, Jackie's totally right. Why didn't you call? And I thought she did. Didn't she call when he was? Yes, in the, she did. In the uh, the one that the Earth blew up, uh, the end of the world. End of the yeah, end of yeah. Get her on that space station. But who knows when that call came in? It might have come in five minutes after they left. But the point of the matter is twelve months, and of course Mickey is brought into the police because he's a suspect and nobody's going to date Mickey because he thinks he's a murderer. <laughs> and it, well, that's we saw, I mean, Rose is gone for a year. Nobody knows. So this, the, everybody points the finger at the boyfriend. Well, yeah, yeah. that's usually who done it, you know, yeah. except this time Whoops. nothing was done. And, and that's really good because we had never seen that before in Doctor Who. Every time a companion gets taken out of their time or whatever, there's no, we never found out why, you know, Ian and Barbara are delivered three years later or whatever, and they're laughing about it. And it's like, yeah, but what about the consequences, you know? And, and you're not supposed to think about it when you're watching it in 1965 or four or whatever. Yeah. But now we're, we're in today's, and Russell T. Davis who wrote this episode, Davies, whatever, he puts this in as good character development. It develops the Jackie character, develops the Mickey character, develops the Rose character, develops the Doctor, too. So this, is, this was neat. I, I like that part of the story. 
not that that would have made a good episode because they added they have to have other things going on, but that was the part that I enjoyed the most, and I think I enjoyed it back then too. And this is something that Russell T. Davis has always done for me: is his main episode is sort of, in my opinion, sometimes bad, but he has elements in there that are like, oh, that's pretty neat. So I like his background story is better than his main story. This character development that's yeah. happening, you know, like when the Daleks met the Cybermen. I was like, oh, wow, that's a really big episode. But I didn't care about them because we were dealing with other things going on. But anyways, that's what I thought. I thought that was a good part of this episode. Um, I thought there was some um, foreshadowing when the doctor kept calling him Ricky. Yeah. Calling Mickey Ricky, which is the name of the person in the alternate universe. Oh, yeah, that's right. I never picked up on that. Yeah. Yeah, I picked up on it this, this time, and I was like, that's weird. Does he... You know, like, I was that know. a long game, or was that just... Oh, hey, the it was, the, it was the next season, and Russell wrote it, so maybe, yeah. who knows? Could yeah. have been something. Yeah, when this show came out, I was really having I was really struggling with a new show. I wasn't yes, liking you were. <laughs> I was there was there was a lot of things I wasn't liking about the new show and, and when I saw the trailer for this I said okay I hope this is I hope this is it. And again I remember it, when it, I went and picked these up from you when you had when we downloaded my D V D and the looks on your faces were like, Ooh, this is not gonna be good. And it started off with Rose. You're like I don't know about this. <laughs> I was all in on the show before I watched it. But that opening credits when I was watching, it was the the one that was, wasn't it leaked? Like the Rose episode came out before yeah. it aired or something. And when I watched that for the first time, I downloaded it, you know. And, and I was mortified that it wasn't, I was like, wow, that really wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> And this one was another one of those, okay, let's forget about the last couple. And, and I liked End of the World. I, I thought, is that the, there was this, that, and then there was the, the, there the was Christmas this, one? Or there was uh, Charles Dickens, End of the World. So yeah. this is like the fourth and fifth, fourth and fifth. I was, I was waiting for this to, to improve, and this episode starts off good, like I just said, and then it deteriorates when a um, a pig starts running down the hallway. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Uh, no, no. And then they just shoot it. Bam. And then they're like, oh, no, poor pig. Everyone's sad because the pig's dead. Oh, my God. The guy just sees this pig running after him, and he's like ten times bigger than him. And he's like, oh, my God, I must shoot it. Bang. Well, I would have, too. It, it's just horrific to see that, but But that's not the alien. That's a oh a, no, a, oh no, a that's the decoy. Uh, and the aliens are the um, Slovene. Slovene. Yeah. Oh yeah. They. I mean. Yeah. What do you say about them? They could have been much more menacing if there wasn't that whole farting thing. Yeah. And then them just it laughing about like, it and being jokingly and like. Oh, God, it was just horrible. 
it was almost like this really was directed at 12 year old boys who find parts funny yeah and uh but considering it's mostly adults who watch it <laughs> uh you know it wasn't that funny <clears throat> I, I i think i think the first one was you're like oh okay then it just kept going yeah and going well, it's the whole scene where they're like, they're just like, ooh, they're dancing around. It just, it, 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 I feel, I got a vibe from the first season especially that the the scripts were written as being horrific. Like, like BBC or someone, Russell T. Davis or whatever, looked at these scripts and said, an alien that copies itself and uses the skin of someone else, and, and that's horrific. And would give kids nightmares. Let's tone it down. How do we do that? Add farting. Add them laughing. The bad guys are laughing, going, ooh, shake my booty. <laughs> Just add that, and the kids will be like, oh, okay. That's not as scary. And unfortunately, when you do that, it undermines. They did that in the first episode with the, the bin that eats oh, God, um, yeah. Yeah. Mickey, yeah. And, then it, and then it burps. I... I I, I always bring that up, but that's the it was to diffuse the horror of what was happening, and it did a good job, did too good of a job because it made, in my opinion, it didn't make the it made the episode less effective. Well, it takes you out of the episode, you know, like yeah. you you don't you don't get to stay immersed in the episode. You you are distracted by these silly parlor tricks that they're pulling and. You don't. You stop really paying attention to the story because yeah. it takes you right out of it. Stuff is so ridiculous. I mean, imagine the the the, the reveal where they start unzipping their heads, and the the light comes out, and that's pretty scary. Once you started seeing the zipper hanging there, it wasn't as funny. It was kind of like, okay, whatever. And then they're like. At later on, they're like, ooh, hoo, 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 and they're all laughing together like they're sharing a joke. And obviously, I don't think they would get away with this sort of episode today because they're basically, you know, oh, if you're overweight, you're an alien. You know, there's sort of that. They could only use overweight. What's, what's, the, what's the similarity between all these people that are coming in there? Well, they're all overweight people. Um, the kind of that bothered me more watching it this time than it did initially because of it, you know, it's sort of focusing on something that, that, you know, whatever, you know, so, but it does introduce, you know, Harriet Jones and yeah. Oh yeah. That, I like she's, Harriet Jones. She, she's good in this. She's, she's good in, in, the, in when she comes back as well. Um, I love the running gag. Well, there's a couple of running gags later on. I think in the later episode, she's like, we know who you are. But um, in this one, she's like, you know, introducing herself and just so straight laced about the whole thing and everything. And yeah, she's really good in this. She's one of the highlights. Of this, I think. Yeah. I mean, that actress is so, she's so good. Oh, at, help you. At, like, being straight. And, and I don't know. I mean, she's fantastic yeah. in Downton Abbey, if you've watched Downton Abbey. Penelope Wilton. Penelope Wilton. Yeah. She was also in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. 
just a brief. Or no, no, she, she was, she's the she mother. Was, she's the mother. Yeah. You gotta shoot her. She's gonna turn into a zombie. But that's my mom. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Mickey running into the wall when the TARDIS takes off. Mickey, I, I, I feel bad for Mickey. He's treated so badly in this show, and this episode, you know, like Rose is like. Sorry, you know, you, you sorry you were brought into prison or whatever. And she later on she's like luring him in a little bit and saying, Oh, well, have you seen anyone? And she's kind of teasing him back into like, Oh, we have a chance together. And then she's like, Why don't you come with us in the, the TARDIS? And he's like, No. But then later on, he, the doctor invites Mickey, or maybe because it's a, a, another doctor, the, the the David Tennant, and then Rose is like, oh God, you know, it just what a horrible person Rose is toward Mickey, mm -hmm. and you know, yeah, she's yeah, not I a mean, good, Mickey is basically person. Mickey is basically Rory. Yeah. Hmm. Not to take, not to be taken seriously, and you know, just and especially in these episodes. Well, he he saves the little bit, saves the day in this one, and the doctor yeah, he shoots gains, the the missile. Yeah, he the doctor gains respect for him quite a bit in this, you know, not completely because there's later episodes where he's kind of making fun of him again, but not as much, maybe. What was cool this episode was the model of Big Ben getting hit, which yeah. was, I think, another Mike Tucker model, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. That was kind of neat. This The whole spaceship crash landing sequence was, was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, that was good. I was surprised that they they did it because in the show and up to that point, every time aliens came down, they always came down on a quarry or or in the countryside. They never really came down right in the middle of the city. And I was like, "What is this? This has got to be first contact, right?" Because, and and they mentioned it at the end of the episode. They're like, "How come you know? Oh, it's a hoax. How come people saw it and yet they they think it." And that's what how their excuse is every time they reveal. And this show does it constantly, you know. The Christmas up, everyone's being attacked by Christmas tree. It just, you know, every episode they seem like everyone is under. There's so much happening, but then at the end of the episode, they're like, "Yeah, we don't remember that." It's kind sure. of a weird thing, but that um, if you watch the clock scene, though, they had a they had to put it backwards. Because the angle that the ship was coming into, when they filmed it crashing the close-up, it was the opposite way, so they had to flip it. So when you look at it, the, the numbers on the clock are actually backwards. Hmm. Because of the... Otherwise, it would have looked... Because the angle was it was coming in on the left side of it, or, what, or the left side of the big bed, and when they filmed the close-up, it was on the... It was the wrong side, so they had to flip it. It's barely noticeable because they're um, they're the um, Roman numerals, so it's not as noticeable that you don't see a backwards two, you know. But anyways, I did see. think that the second part of this two-parter was better than yes. the first part because there wasn't that much when all the stuff happens, you know, all the. Yeah. All the exciting things happen. And there wasn't that much juvenile stuff like farting and stuff like that. It was more serious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... He... Go ahead. The, I mean, the aliens weren't that scary looking. 
Um, well, they had like baby eyes. They had if they had made like them anime eyes, didn't they? Like, yeah, the they, they, they were so wide and kind of oh, isn't he kind of cute? You know, and, and if they had made the and they, I think that's again, I think that they did it on purpose not to make them as horrific looking. Um, other than that, I think the design is pretty good. I mean, the the, the um, CG effect is it doesn't hold up as much when they show them walking. They're they're kind of at the time. I think that was really good. Um, side note when Big Finish uses the Celine, they came up with a way to get rid of the gas. Yeah, like the Celine came up with a, an invention to have the gas go out without it sounding like it's farting. So, maybe earn disguise. Silent but deadly. <laughs> yeah, but but no, they got rid of because they just did one. I forgot which. Not that long ago, with another doctor, and it was a Celine, and I was like, oh, "Okay, there was no farting," and then they explained why. Yeah. So, the uh, the scene at the end, the cliffhanger. I like the multiple cliffhangers. We have several characters that have split off, and this is really they do a good job of assigning characters different things to do. I mean, in in reality, this episode has three companions, sort of. This is how you do it, Chris Chibnall. You have Mickey and Jackie, you know, that makes sense. Rose, um, or the doctors downstairs uh, with the um, unit and all that. And I don't remember what, Rose and, and uh, Harriet. So, and there's multiple cliffhangers, and it's exciting. You know, the doc, I love Chris Eccleston's moment where he sits there and says, you know, oh, this is for us. This is a trap, you know. <laughs> And uh, a really good cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think it was terrible. It, it was, it was, you know, I did enjoy watching, I would say, 85% of the time. Yeah. And I thought the story was good. It just, I think you're probably right in that they were trying to not have children hiding behind the sofa. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you also think about... I mean, this did come out in what, 2005? Yeah. I mean, I, I think even by then, kids were used to seeing more violent content on TV. I don't know, maybe not. Those came out 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the World War III title was pretty bad. It, I don't, that's not very imaginative. I don't know. It's kind of a stupid title. Uh, the the music in it is pretty good for the most part. Uh, sometimes it got loud, and I always have to mention that when it comes to Murray Gold's music. Um, well, it was way better than the synthesizer malarkey and Dragonfire. So, well. <laughs> she's got a point. It is better. Eighties synthesizer, especially towards the end of the eighties, the the music wasn't that great. I do like I do like the relationship between Mickey and Jackie in this. They they're paired together in this, and it, they really do well. I, I especially like where Jackie's like, "You want to get a you want to you want a drink or something?" And Mickey's like, "I've seen you drink. There's no time for a for a conga right now." It's just pretty good stuff between them. Um, 
better relationship between those two, better chemistry between those two characters than Mickey and Rose, I think. I do like Jackie as yeah. a character in general. I find her funny and typical, you know, working class mom. I do too. Living in a council flat and... <laughs> I think I, I didn't... Back then, I don't think I liked her that much. I think this one, I I, I liked her a lot better because I could definitely see. I, I I can I can both Mickey and her. I can understand their point of view about and how Rose just takes off and stuff like that. What I didn't like was I didn't necessarily like them going back all the time. Oh yeah, going. I mean, just go travel and don't be locked into having to come back to family or whatever. Cause I, I didn't like that aspect of it. I didn't agree with the decision to do that. I kind of like Donna's family though. Oh, I love Donna's family. Oh well, yeah. I mean, Mar Martha's family, not so much, but they didn't always go back to her family. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was just Rose's family that day. But I, I think, I, I think as time went on, I, I, I got, Better, I understood what they were doing, and I and I felt it was fine to do that. I, I thought they did it too much because once they started doing it with, uh, um, what's her name's family a little bit, I was like, oh, do, are they going to do this with every companion? Are they always going to travel back? And they Luckily did. They, they did it. Yeah. No, but, um, but I do like those characters, and maybe back looking back at them now, I I appreciate them more. And plus, we we were able to. We interviewed like uh, No Clark and Camille Cotery too, so it was kind of neat. Yeah, asking their aspect on the show and stuff it was kind of. I yeah. thought it was neat. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've never seen her in anything else. She was in King Ralph. She was the love that was like. And I'm dating ourselves because this was like what early '90s. She was in King Ralph. Hmm. I don't know if you guys saw that. She was the love interest for John Goodman. Is that the movie that got nominated for Best Picture? No, no, it's a, no. <laughs> it's, a it's a bad movie, isn't it? It's a. Well, anyways, no. It I came out in 1991. I didn't watch that movie. She that was, was also in Nuns on the Run, also. So. Okay. Well. I like when the doctor's opening the door and kind of talking to the Savine. That was a really good moment. There's not a lot of silliness. That's in the World War Three episode and, you know, takes itself more seriously. I, I, this scene cracked me up every time I see it is when the Slovene are all... Well, first of all, they're like, we're, we gotta, we're gonna be naked for this. So, And then they all, they all <laughs> sit around... Missile. And they all they're all sitting around and they're like looking at the phone, going "ring, damn you!" And it's just funny because it just it, it's so stupid. It, it but it it's funny in the same instance. But um, the doctor is selfish at the end. He doesn't want to be part of the family or whatever, even though it makes perfect sense to stay there. He decides not to, and Rose ends up leaving again. I, I thought that was kind of selfish as a doctor and. Even though I wanted, I, I didn't want them to be in the family. As soon as they do that, I was like, "Oh, come on, guys, stay with your family for a little while." It, it's like that's Russell T. Davis sort of twisting the narrative a little bit and 
getting me to like these characters and like the development. I don't want to see them sitting around a table talking. I want to see Cybermen and Sly and whatever. And but now I'm like, oh, maybe I do in a way because he's do he does a better job with it. I think, and that's what I, I'm not saying that I'm looking for a negative, but the whole idea of this is okay, but. Some of it was with the Celine wasn't that good, but then the stuff with the characters talking back and forth was better. So I gravitate toward that, and I say, let's do more of that. Let's have them sit around a table and argue and talk for an hour. If you're not going to do, if you're if you're going to bring aliens in that that have that fart, or sit around talking, I'd rather do the sit around talking because they do a better job. Anyways, does that make sense? <laughs> yep. So I, I don't remember what I thought of this episode. I, I thought I was, again, I think overall I didn't like it. Um, I, but, I, but I remember watching these episodes going, there, there's elements in this that are pretty good. Even in Rose, I, there, I was, remember taking stuff out and saying, well, there's about 30% in this that's really good. And End of the World, I think it was more like 60 or 70%. And this one's 50-50 maybe, you know, there's maybe more. I, I, I enjoyed this one. I hadn't seen it in a while. But like the uh, taking you right out of it is the... Uh, I think it's my least favorite story of this season. Really? Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I think I was, at this time, I was disappointed watching the show. I, this was like the the first episode, end of the world. I thought, okay, that's closer to what I want to see. It's not great, but it's closer. There was a lot of things I didn't like in end of the world either. But Dalek's the first episode that really said, okay, fine, do that for the rest of this series, and I'll be fine. And of course, they didn't. But um, and I was hoping this would be the one that would. I was waiting for it to turn around, and I've been still waiting. I'm, how many years later, 15 years later, I'm still waiting for the show to turn around. And it's like, no, no. It was going in the right direction. I just wanted it to kind of go a little further that way, and now it's going the opposite direction. And I'm like, wait a minute. We're supposed to be going that way. <laughs> at least Russell T. Davis was, was on the right track on some of the elements, and I have to, I hate to admit it, but, you know, he had – he appe appealed to a lot of people – I mean, Julia, did you like this episode a lot, or has your opinion changed of it, or...? No, I mean, I didn't start watching Doctor Who when it was first rebooted. Uh, it just wasn't on my radar. So I, I kind of binged the first, I don't know, five, six seasons. Oh, okay. Because um, yeah. I probably didn't start watching it until about 2009. 2010, and I remember watching this thinking, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. um, but still enjoying it, you know, not thinking it was great by any means, but, yeah. you know, it wasn't awful. And like I said, I, I mean, I don't think my opinion has changed much on it. It's definitely not one of my favorites. No. Uh, I can overlook a lot of things, but... Yeah, it's not up there on my favorite list. No, it's definitely my least favorite of this season. 
I, I think a, I have a, a flaw in the way I review things is if it's something that I like or have assumed that I like or whatever, I tend to cherry pick the good stuff out and sort of say, hey, guys, this is the episode where this happens. And But if it's an episode I don't like, maybe I do the same thing. I, I cherry pick all the bad stuff and say, well, wait a minute now. It's sort of like a, what, you know, what side of the fence are you on? It's oh, just... Well, there's also that episode this season with the one with Adam. So now I'm debating, is this my least favorite one or the one with Adam where he gets the stupid thing in his head? I, I don't know. Is that the one with uh, Simon uh, Peck? Yeah, Simon Peck. It's that one called uh, The Long Game. That's definitely, The Long Game is definitely the least memorable of the episodes, I think, because I, I had forgotten about that, too. I don't Me like too. I don't like so maybe Boom the long game is my least favorite one of the seasons. Well, I, like, I don't like Boomtown either that much. Oh, I, I prefer that one no, to this. No, I, I think I had some trouble with Boomtown. Well, that had you had no trouble with the whole season, so that's, that's I know. okay. But, <laughs> but hey, I, I like Dalek. I thought the well again, things have gone up a little bit because the my the whole um, goalpost has been changed. <laughs> But anyways, I'm glad that Slithing weren't uh, very common. They they were in it later this season, but I'm glad they didn't become a a regular. Yes, so they did come back in Sarah Jane and Big Finish, but luckily they didn't come back in this this season. Yeah. So. Well, they did. Boom well, I mean, well, I, I mean, after I should say afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, anything else about this one? Nope. Thanks for listening. <laughs>